Alexis, and Moira, and David, and Johnny, and all their Schitt's Creek friends. Ew, David! Hi! Hi! Welcome! This is Shit Simply the Best. I'm Katie. And I'm Rayon. That was such a short hi, I wasn't expecting it. Oh, mine? I know. (laughs) Hi! I was like, ah! If I only talked like this. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Shut it down. Everything's staccato when I speak. That would be so annoying. Yikes. Big yikes. Okay, we are on episode four of season six, Made of Anna. Did you notice how Uh, they spelled it? Like the, I guess, the Canadian way? Canadian way. British way? Yeah. I mean, the queen is queen there too, I guess. Oh. Anur. 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 Yeah, I feel like I want to say it fancier. (laughs) So this opening, Alexis walks in to Moira and Johnny's room. She's really excited. She said she just got sent the like first trailer to the Crows movie before it comes out. She looks really cute in this episode. She has like this little red dress on with these big hoop earrings. Mm, yeah, with the big slit. Yeah, yeah, it's really cute. And Moira calls David into the room immediately and she tells Johnny to close the curtains so they can Draw the watch curtains. together. And he tries to do it to the front curtain. She goes, it's practically <laughs> obsidian in here. <laughs> so this is really funny because this is like a technology thing that Moira and Johnny are both terrible at. Mm-hmm. And David's like, okay, you have to press play. Because they're all just like sitting yeah. there. And something's happening. <laughs> they're just standing in front of the computer. And then an ad she plays. She plays it. Yeah. And then an ad, <laughs> like, I don't like, remember this. <laughs> I do love that. That she immediately thinks it's part of it. It keeps buffering though. Like it mm-hmm. starts and then it keeps buffering. And Alexis is like, I told you to upgrade the Wi-Fi. Talking to her dad. And then mm-hmm. it comes back online, but then the ad is back, and David's like, "Okay, all right, I can't, I can't do this." Just <laughs> Let me leaves. know when it's ready. Yeah. So after this, Alexis is in the room, in like her and David's room, looking through his wedding dream book, which mm-hmm. she said she forgot about it. And he's like, "Where did you even find that?" <laughs> I lost an earring, and I found it under your pillow. Yeah. Why would you look under his pillow? Because she was snooping around. Oh, she totally was. She totally was. It's like a <laughs> bullshit excuse. I do love it. She goes, you did it. You manifested your wedding. And I'm like literally stunned. <laughs> Not a great way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so she explains that she means stunned in a good way. Of all the people on the planet who find someone, he's one of them. And he's like, I don't know how to take that. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> She goes, oh, well, you didn't marry J.C. Chazé or Jenna Elfman, but Patrick is the best of both of them. <laughs> Speaking of, who's your favorite NSYNC member? That's a big question. I know, but you should know it immediately. I do. It, you do? Well, who's yeah. your favorite? It's J.C., which is why I got excited when she said J.C. Ah. Yeah. J.C. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been partial to, to the Timberlake since forever. Well, a lot of people were. But you know why? Yeah. I always picked... My boy bands and everything, I always pick the one that had the best voice. And I still think they have really good voices, but in different ways. But JC had all yeah. the fun, like, runs and I stuff. like, yeah, JC gets to do all the fun runs. Mm-hmm. And that, as an adult, I think I like him more. So you switched. Looking back. <laughs> Reflecting on my childhood, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because in, in Backstreet Boys, AJ was my favorite. AJ. And obviously, I don't think he was the cutest, but his no. voice is- it was not. But his voice is solid gold. Yeah. It's like that sultry, like, ugh. Yes. I love it. Anyway, that has been um, Boy Band Corner. Boy Band Corner. <laughs> or Pop Culture Corner, I suppose. Pop Corner. Oh, like popcorn. <laughs> oh, popcorn. Oh, got way too excited. All right. We're doing great. <laughs> great. We're doing so good. 
She asks if he's still doing Kiera Knightley's green dress from, from atonement, atonement for her like maid of honor look. <laughs> and David's like, okay, so this gets really awkward right away. Yeah, he's like, oh, no I quite. haven't planned that part yet. And then Patrick comes in because they're going to go try on his wedding suit. Mm-hmm. And she's really excited to go with, and she keeps calling herself maid of honor. And David explains, he's like, you know, you, were you weren't supposed to be here for six months. So I had to ask someone else. And it's Stevie. She goes, David, you better be talking about Stevie next. <laughs> I love before she's like, who, Ronnie? And Patrick's like, I don't think she would have said yes. And David's like, yeah, not a big fan. Not a big fan of his. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Alexis is like, oh, so did she say yes? And he's like, it was more of a reluctant sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds exactly like Stevie. Yeah. Alexis says it sounds like she doesn't want to do it. So she can go with them. You know, take it off her hands. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She's trying to take the job. David doesn't want to hurt feelings like eclipsing his day or their day. He does the thing that like Monica right. does Our. in Friends where he keeps calling it like his wedding day. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, imagine what I could do with your bachelor party, David. Diplo still sends me nudes. I feel like Diplo sends everyone nudes. Apparently. <laughs> and it's really funny, too, because as they're leaving, it's right on cue. He's like. It's a DJ. He's talking to Patrick because Patrick probably doesn't know. Yeah. Because earlier he also didn't know who JC Chassé was. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, we've talked about this. Oh, yeah. I do love that. We talked about this. That makes me, it makes me happy. I, I would be like that, too. If you don't understand certain references, I'd be like, oh, man. Johnny and Roland go to this new motel now. They're checking it out now that they own it. Johnny's really surprised. He's like, oh, it's actually really well kept. So that's good. And Roland picks up this brown paper bag and he's like, oh, the maid forgot to grab her tip, which is strange considering how large the tip is. Yeah, this is a generous tip. She left the garbage and a loaded gun. (laughs) He's like, wait, there's a gun. (laughs) And he like aims it at, like he just grabs it and aims it at Johnny's face. And Johnny's immediately like, okay. (laughs) He realizes he's like, okay, someone's been squatting there clearly and they don't Mm -hmm. appear to be like a good person. Roland's like, well, maybe Benny and Betty left it and they get to keep a bag of money and a gun. Yeah, we inherit a gun and a bag of money. And if we're going to split it, I keep the money. Yeah, I do love this scene's really delightful. It's just really quick <laughs> and stupid. Johnny explains, he's like, well, whoever left it's going to come back for it. And Roland, he just mm-hmm. doesn't get it. I mean, when does Roland get anything? Never clicks. <laughs> he's like... He has this funny comment. He goes, well, you know, I, I left gum at the movies and I'm I'm not going to go back for it. Yeah, I left, I left a pack of gum at the movies last week. So Johnny finds, he keeps finding things and he finds a cigarette and a newspaper and like a coffee that's still warm. Mm-hmm. And a coffee. And he goes, it's called global warming, Johnny. <laughs> this whole <laughs> scene is just so funny because it's back and forth. Like, but you look like a guy who doesn't even believe in global warming. I know, he immediately disses him. Johnny wants to go to the police and Roland, Roland has a good point here. He's like, guests aren't going to want to come if it's a crime scene. So I suggest that we like stake out the place. And when the person comes back, we can change the locks after they leave. Smart. Is it? I think so. <laughs> you don't think it is? No. I mean. I don't trust the police. I just who, like. I don't trust the yeah. police either. But in movie world where the police are good. Yeah. In, in entertainment world, I would have called the police because then yeah. they would have solved it. That's true, I guess. Well, they still need to like renovate the motel and make sure it's up to. It's not like they need guests now. So like, even if it had been a crime scene. Yeah, I guess so. I know for plot reasons. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> 
they're gonna give it just a day, which is why I think it's smart because Johnny's like, well, let's limit it. Like, I don't want to. He he knows it's kind of unsafe, so he doesn't want to mm-hmm. extend you know the amount of time. I love how he goes, you know, to see if the guy comes back or gal. This is the twenty first century, Johnny. <laughs> he just calls him. You're always so misogynistic. I know. <laughs> I love it though. I love that role. It's so like progressive. It's fun and unexpected. All the jazz gals were at. We haven't been there in a little bit, but we're at a rehearsal mm-hmm. and they're all watching the Crows Have Eyes three, the Crow inning, the trailer. Mm-hmm. We get just a piece of it. We see part of it. We see Moira's like cause. She's really good at doing that crazy call like out of nowhere. Yeah, her call sounds real good. Yeah, it's great. Like she said, she does it out of nowhere halfway through sentence. She'll be talking and just like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not good at it, but it's delightful. And then we see the classic, you know, people screaming and there's crows. It looks like the movie The Birds. Yeah, it looks like The Birds, but set in a modern day. Exactly. Yeah. And then we also see Moira becoming the crow. Like we saw, you know, when she was in Bosnia, we see that scene where she's in the nest or whatever. And in she's the like nest. half crow. <laughs> Everyone's clapping. They seem really impressed. Everyone except for Jocelyn and Ronnie, which is apparent. Right. And Twyla's really sweet. She's like, is it you like the whole time? Like really surprised. <laughs> it's so cute and naive. And she's just, you know, really excited to see someone she knows in a film. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And Moira's like, Oh, it is, but we also owe it to the special effects department. And Ronnie asks if she got the virus at the end. And Moira's like, oh, we can watch it again if it wasn't clear. And Jocelyn's like, no, no, no. I think three times is the perfect amount of Yeah, I love that. The sweet spot. This is a sweet spot. That's all that we need. Yikes. (laughs) Twyla's like, oh, I wonder if it'll get nominated for an Oscar. And Moira's like, I don't want to jinx it, but a Golden Globe if we're lucky. Mm -hmm. Ronnie says that the special effects look a lot better than the way Moira describes. So she's surprised. (laughs) She says, credit the technical wizardry of our team of imaginators. Woo. Flowery. Woof. Imaginators. All the flowery language. For Moira all the time. And she's just kind of waiting for Jocelyn's mm-hmm. opinion. Because she really, she's like, I know you're all excited, but let's hear from. She's like, girls, we've been rude. Jocelyn hasn't been able to express. So she goes, well, it looked like a real movie. She's like, now there's Yikes. a quote for this is a real. <laughs> <laughs> she's just trying to get, it's so uncomfortable. She's trying to get more out of her. Clearly Jocelyn doesn't want to talk about it. She calls it like neat and that it was cool mm-hmm. to see her in a real movie. And she just wants to get rehearsal on with. So she's kind mm-hmm. of evading. And Twyla's like, were the crows nice? Because her uncle had a parrot that kept asking her to take her bra off. <laughs> <laughs> this poor woman. Oh, man. I love it. I love Twyla so much. I still want that spinoff. I want that spinoff, like, now. We're in the car next with uh, Alexis, David, and Patrick. So they're picking up Stevie. Mm-hmm. Who's at Larry Air. So they're really good at connections in this season. But I also think the season moves really quickly. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. So they're picking her up. She's in this little <laughs> outfit. And Alexis is explaining before she gets in the car. She's like, so Stevie's going to be uncomfortable admitting that mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be a part of the wedding party. This is all in Alexis's head, obviously. Yeah, she's planning how she's going to take it from her. Yeah. But make it seem like it was her idea. Exactly. Her maid of honor position. I'm going to make her feel like Stevie's the one that's doing me the favor. Mm-hmm. But she is. <laughs> Isn't she, though? Yeah. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> so Stevie seems really anxious. She gets in, and she tells Patrick to just drive. Like, get out of here. Drive. Now. Like, now. David immediately makes, like, this Pan Am joke, which is really funny. <laughs> it does, though. It looks, like, really 60s, and there's, yeah. like, this little hat. Yeah. It's, like, very vintage flight attendant. Super vintage. Stevie says that she found out 
she's going to be a flight attendant on a real flight, but she just started less than a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I would be worried too. It's like, how is it safe if I'm the one in charge of everyone's safety? Saving people's lives. Saving people's lives. That's how safe can the plane be? <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand. And Alexis is trying to ask if you want to be home and not with us, like we understand. Mm-hmm. And Stevie's like, no, I'm just happy to be out of there, actually. Stevie doesn't want to put her life in danger. She's like, I don't get it. I I, I just wanted to see the world, but they only fly to Hoboken, Windsor, and South Dakota. <laughs> I hear South Dakota's very scenic. Patrick, he's trying to make it better. <laughs> That's so specific. Like, what random places to go to? Okay. Yeah. She also explains she's on a roll now. She's in, like, vent stress mode. Larry Air has 18 active lawsuits, with one being Larry himself. <laughs> <laughs> what a company i don't get it like i left a job i actually liked and she asks out loud like what's wrong with me and david's like how honest <laughs> do you want us to be <laughs> so mean Jeez. alexis is really awkward she she's like oh you know i know you have all of this stress and then with all of your bridesmaids duties to worry about it must be even worse and stevie's like no i'm actually looking forward to it because mm-hmm. it feels like it's the only job i can't mess up right now so we'll get back to that. Yeah. At the new motel, Roland gets into the car, which they're going to do their little stakeout. And he has all this shit with him. <laughs> Tells Johnny, he's like, you know, the first thing I think we need to do is stock the vending machine. And Johnny's like, oh, well, we can get some brand name products in there. And he's like, no, no, I want, no. he wants more of the weird products, which one of them, he was the sodas made with 99%, 99% real drink. You real can't argue drink. with that kind of math. <laughs> I have no clue. (laughs) Sick. Johnny's like, okay, Roland, we have to focus. You have to take it seriously if we're going to be partners. And Roland's like, oh, well, that's why I got the snacks, because we could be here for days or maybe weeks-long stakeout. And then someone pulls up right after. But honestly, I'm Mm -hmm. kind of on Roland's side. I wouldn't want snacks. (laughs) Right. You can't do a stakeout without snacks. No, it's necessary. Come on, Johnny. Even the professionals know that. Think about cops and their donuts. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) This is a man in a trench coat. He does look kind of mysterious. He goes, it is a man. Your sexist instincts were right as usual. That's usual. He goes in and then he comes back out and Johnny's like, I just want him to get his stuff and leave so we can be over with this. But he comes Mm -hmm. out and he's not wearing the jacket anymore. And he just goes to the vending machine. They're nervous because he's like, we don't want squatters, but they know that he has a gun. So it's like a weird, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know what I would do. So they're like, well, one of us should talk to him. Yeah. They decide they're both going to do it as partners. Yeah. (laughs) For now. (laughs) At this time, Moira goes over to Jocelyn's house. She says that she's grading book reports and she's with Roland Jr. Like feeding him. And Moira's like, it seems like you wanted to get something off your chest earlier and you didn't have the chance at rehearsal. God, Moira. She knows, though. She knows. She's really, she's not stupid. And she wants it. She wants the real, she wants the real one. She just leaps into it like, why did you hate my movie? And she's like, I just saw the trailer. And Moira's was like, exactly. But you've already deemed it this year's John Carter. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great reference. <laughs> Jocelyn's like, I didn't say that, but Moira can tell. She goes, just the look in your eyes sent a chilling wet gust of raspberries to my face. <laughs> Jocelyn admits it's because I don't like horror movies. Mm -hmm. She said her first boyfriend took her to a Jocelyn a Michael Myers movie instead of saying Halloween. Yeah. And says she never got over it. Not the love guru. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> she thinks she means Mike Myers, like, you know, famed Mike. by Austin Powers and the Love Gurus, one of his movies. God. But Jocelyn's like, you don't care what I think about this, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. And Moore is like, well, an actress is only as happy as her unhappiest audience. Sad. What a theatrical moment. What a time for Moira. Okay, we're at a little place called Tuxedo Taylor's with Alexis, Stevie, <laughs> David, and Patrick. David's asking their opinion, Alexis and Stevie, on a bow tie or not. And of course they say the opposite. Stevie says no and Alexis mm-hmm. says yes. Bow. He asks why and Stevie's like, it seemed like you weren't sure, so I didn't know. And David's like, oh, well, I'm I'm very much sure. I like the classicness of it. So it's like he's sure, but mm-hmm. he's not sure. He says something really weird about that. And Alexis says... And Bowtie's photograph, well, she knows because she hooked up with three GQ Men of the Year at a GQ Men of the Year party. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Okay, girl. And Stevie apologizes. She's like, you know, I'm honestly probably not the person to ask about fashion stuff. Alexis slips in with, oh, speaking of maid of honor duties, and asks for Stevie's ideas for his bachelorette party. And Stevie's like, well, I wanted to see what David wanted to do. David's like, I'm super easy. And then he explains something really <laughs> expensive. And it includes a uh, Ryokan, which I looked up. And it's kind of like a Japanese spa that's mm-hmm. really fancy. And it has this one he's talking about has a hot spring, which does not sound cheap. And a private chef. No, and the hot spring that leads right out the room. Yeah, it sounds nice, but money, money, money. It sounds real nice. I want it. <laughs> Don't we all? Alexis has a hot tip, she says. It's less stressful to plan it yourself and tell the bride after. And David's like, okay, but I don't like that idea. (laughs) Stevie realizes with all of this like piling on the stress from Larry Air stuff, she's like, I'm realizing this is more to the job than I thought that there was. Alexis goes into this story about planning Megan Fox's bachelorette on this tiny (laughs) island where nothing is illegal. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a nightmare. I don't know. It sounds kind of fun. Oh, goodness. To you. <laughs> that freaks me out. <laughs> Stevie asks if Alexis should do it because she's like, you know, you're here now. You're David's sister and clearly better suited for it. Alexis is like, oh, well, I get why you would think that and why everyone else is asking that question. And the answer is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis is sweet here. She's like, we can like crossfade responsibilities. And Stevie has a big, what am I doing with my life moment, which preach girl, because yeah. I've, I've had a lot of those in the past couple months. So I understand. <laughs> she doesn't know. She just goes on. She's like, you know, I'm uh, unemployed in my 30s for the second time in a week. And then I, you know, left your dad high and dry at the motel. <laughs> Alexis is like, well, everything you're saying is very, very true. <laughs> but <laughs> she says she won't let her give up this job and that she can do it. It's really sweet. Dave is just watching this interaction. It's really cute and he loves it. And Alexis tries to hug Stevie and clearly she's not, <laughs> does it? She's like, do we, do we have to do this? <laughs> do we need to do this? Patrick walks out. Since when did James Bond shop in Elm Glen? <laughs> <laughs> David loves it. They say yes to the suit. Really cute. Mm-hmm. That rhymed. Do I have the time? Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I'm a poet and I know it. Okay. Now I'm done. <laughs> so <laughs> journey. Alexis picks two ties and asks the maid of honor. She's like, oh, which one of it? And she tries to grab one. And she's like, <laughs> her and it. David are both looking at the other one. And she's like, really pick your favorite. And clearly, you know. And like David does a little side eye. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. David's really excited. He's like, I want to get married already. But then he's like, no, I'm kidding. I want pageantry that takes months and months to plan. Of course you do. 
<laughs> David's kind of complimenting Patrick in the background and Stevie and Alexis have this cute moment where she kind of whispers thank you to Alexis and Alexis winks. It's really cute. She winks twice. It's so cute. A little double wink. Double wink. Back at the new motel, Johnny's really nervous. He's there with Roland. They're like walking up to this room six <laughs> where this so-called squatter is. Roland tells him to relax. He's like, you know, there's two of them and one of him, but he does have that he gun. He does have a gun. Ruins it immediately. Good job. <laughs> so the door opens. Johnny introduces himself. The man doesn't shake his hand. He's very blunt. Mm-hmm. He calls Roland his partner, but Roland's like, oh, no, no, no. We just met. <laughs> Roland, God. <laughs> like, right off the bat. Didn't even last two seconds. It makes him nervous, so he asks if they're cops. They just, like, laugh awkwardly, and Johnny's like, oh, no, no. There's, there's no weapons there. <laughs> God. They're both bad here. (laughs) So he explains. He's like, no, we're actually the new owners. We just wanted to stop by and say hi and also, you know, see what you're doing on our property. Mm -hmm. Casual. Roland tells him whatever he does is okay with him, but Professor Prude (laughs) isn't good with squatters. So the man says he's a long-term tenant. Betty told him before that he'd be baked into the contract Mm -hmm. so he could stay there as long as he wanted and that would be a part of it. And Johnny (laughs) asks Roland about this. And of course he's like, well, it's like 25 pages. That's what lawyers are for. That's a small contract. That's small, dude. Read it. Yeah, that's important. But the man assures him. He's like, it's in there because I'm a lawyer. So Mm -hmm. I know that it's in there because I put it in there. And Johnny's like, oh, well, can I ask you why you're here then if you're a lawyer? And he explains he's a prosecutor. So he wants to be safe because he keeps really he needs to keep a low profile. Yeah, he puts a lot of really bad guys behind bars. And Roland goes, or gals. And he goes, no, I never put women away. (laughs) Always guys. (laughs) Yeah. He said that he was also paying Betty and Benny in cash, and Roland kind of loses his chill a little bit. Oh, well, I, I was going to ask about, you know, the big old bag of cash. So then the man realizes mm-hmm. that they were in his room, yep. makes it a lot worse, gets really upset, and he's like, there's classified documents mm-hmm. in there. You can't be in there. And Roland, because he also mentions the gun. Right. Right off the bat. Yeah, again. Roland just keeps going. <sighs> Gosh. Johnny tries to give him his card. We can do the same cash payments. Mm-hmm. And then he just slams the door like in his face. He doesn't. Yikes. Roland's like, I think this was an important thing for me to be right on, right? For not calling the cops since he's our first guest. And he's like, <laughs> how about good job, Roland? Good job. <laughs> so at the Rosebud Motel, Moira's in the lobby. She's watching her trailer again. I wonder how many times she's seen it. And Jocelyn comes in to apologize. I've just seen you mm-hmm. get your hopes up before. Which is valid. You just become so disappointed when things don't work out. It's valid. She has this little notebook and she's like, I realize that there are some things I liked about the trailer. So she opens it and starts reading it. It's just like, you know, like a review or like a book report, but it's really well written. Yeah. She used some big words and anytime she did, she would like look at Moira. (laughs) It's really cute because Moira's excited. And she talks about the transfiguration at the end, which only makes me think of McGonagall, but you know, Harry Mm -hmm. Potter. So there it is. Who wrote that? But Moira's really transfixed by it. She's really <laughs> excited by it. And she's like, but then she kills it. Nothing about me or my performance. After everything, it's like this beautiful thing she wrote. God, Moira, she ruins it. So Jocelyn talks about, oh, the feathers that she wore. And she's like, oh, there was 1,200 sewn in. They were real. Mm-hmm. The crows accepted me as their own. Won't even try to mate with yes. me. <laughs> I know. She goes, oh, well, maybe you can find something new if we... So she puts the trailer on again. Jocelyn's like, oh, the narrator's voice is really creepy. (laughs) She's getting freaked out just watching it. That poor woman. 
Oh, goodness. Okay, back at the tailor shop, David's talking to Alexis. He's surprised. He's like, what happened about changing your mind about taking over as maid of honor? Alexis said, I realize Stevie needs it more than me. This is a funny moment where they both kind of realize that she's changed. And she's like, yeah, I I don't understand what's happening to me. Because David calls it, you're going soft now. But she's changing, (laughs) so it's great. And he goes, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Super sweet. David has a job for Alexis on the wedding day. He's like, I was thinking, I've been thinking a lot about it. And she like (laughs) chimes in saying, oh, I don't think I could be a flower girl. It'd be a weird job at my age. (laughs) He says, he thought about it a lot. He wants Alexis to give him away. It's very sweet. Super sweet. You can see her melt in her face, Annie Murphy. Like, that's a big job. And she goes, that's like most arguably the most important role of the wedding. Would you think? I think that is actually a really important one. Yeah. I never thought about it really until she said it. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think there's a bigger job? I mean, uh, the officiator. Well, yeah, that's important <laughs> too. Yeah. Can't have a wedding without them. The bride and groom, you know, being there. Right. <laughs> and responding. <laughs> but I think it's above flower girl and ring bearer. No, nah, no. Ring bearer, give her away, flower girl. Or person. Really? What about maid of honor and best man? I feel like they're up there. Well, they're in the party. They have to, if without them, it doesn't get to the wedding. The wedding day doesn't happen. But I'm talking about day off. The actual wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because you can still walk yourself to the aisle, through the aisle. That's true. But it's nicer if you don't. It's symbolic and pretty, but. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so he asked for a simple yes or no. <laughs> and he's like, you don't need to have to pull focus. He doesn't want focus off of him, of course. <laughs> Duh. And she takes his hands and says, I do. Cute. <laughs> Very dramatic. She changes her mind. She's like, oh, I actually, I could be the flower girl. You know, coming out first in a gown made entirely of flowers. She's in like her own world. She's like, and then I could loop mm-hmm. back and do like a costume change. And he's like, all right, all right. He wants to take it back. <laughs> he's like, never mind. <laughs> he's like, I'll ask Jocelyn. It's fine. And she boops his nose, or well, she tries, and he doesn't like it. He's mm-hmm. like, enough, enough. She tries again. <laughs> yeah, and then we're out. We did it. Who's your shithead? Shithead. Shithead. I mean, this one's tricky for me. There's a lot mm-hmm. that's going on in this episode. I think, though, I think Alexis. Ah, that was going to be mine. Look at us twinning back to back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do want to give a nod to Jocelyn, though. I almost gave it to her because she's just such mm-hmm. a good loyal friend it's really sweet even when yeah. Moira's being like picky and weird but yeah Alexis has a big that's a big change and this is like the first kind of one of the first times she realizes she's changed outside of you know when mm-hmm. she realized she loved Ted was a big one yeah it's really nice that's a big thing to do to realize yeah. that Stevie's going through something and not take it from her that's really nice so mm-hmm. I love it yeah Jocelyn was my second choice too because of that like, at first, you think she's just not into the movie, but the reason is that she's scared for Moira's feelings mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out. Because so many things have not worked out for her. She's such a good friend. Like, she just doesn't want to see her friend get hurt. But I love Alexis, and we get to see Alexis' entire, like, she's gunning for this. And then once she sees it's beneficial to someone else, she's like, she should have it. She needs it more. Yeah, it's a big growth moment. They're both good in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Maybe paradox is the word I was thinking of. I just thought of it. Jumbo shrimp? This was from the last episode, but it's fine. We're done. <laughs> Go back and listen to it. <laughs> That's not going to connect unless you really listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> because her 
and Moira are such opposites, but it works because, you know, Moira is learning to be more selfless with different things. But Jocelyn's so selfless. Like, she's very empathetic mm-hmm. and thinking of Moira instead of Ahead, herself with yeah. all of this, which is why she didn't want to, like, offend her and came up with this whole thing to write about it, which is sweet. So, yeah, it's nice. It is nice. I love that for them. I love this journey for everyone. Yes. I hope you're all doing well. Today is the most beautiful day we've had in a while. So let's see if it continues. But no hope there because the weather's black <laughs> right now. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. It's been nice here in LA too. Just windy and full of pollen. Yeah, which is surprising. We had a wind advisory from last night until today. I think it stopped because I don't see the things flying over my backyard anymore. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. It was like windy, windy. Tornado wind. But we're alive. <laughs> we survive. <laughs> we are survivors. Right. We shall rebuild. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Best wishes. And warmest regards. Bye. bye. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>